Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The 2021 U.S. Open is five weeks away, and our Summer in the Cities coverage is heating up on the hard courts of Atlanta. As usual, the draw is filled with some top American players and some high-profile international stars as well. We begin this week by honoring the journeys of some of our recently inducted Hall of Famers. And we have a special Olympic theme to our social media segment. Time to get the party started on TC Live right now. And welcome to Tennis Channel Live, presented by Fidelity. And we take a look at a wet Atlanta, Georgia, not just because of the fountains, it's because of the rain, as it came down tonight, did not get too much tennis in. Still to come tonight on Tennis Channel Live, Danielle Collins' first WTA title. We'll talk about her journey to that career milestone. Dominic Team, an injury update. He's struggling to try to get back on the court as the U.S. Open approaches. And we'll take a look at some of the Hall of Fame journeys of the recent inductees into the Tennis Hall of Fame. Hey everybody, welcome into our Santa Monica studios. I'm Rob Similcare along with Tracy Austin to my left, Jay and Mike Gamble to my right. Nice to be with you guys. Didn't get quite as much tennis in in Georgia as we'd hoped to get to tonight, but we saw one solid set before things stopped from uh, Sam Querrey. Yeah, absolutely. Sam Querrey came out playing extremely well, serving lights out. His ground strokes looked good, played really good return game to get early break in that set, and then the rain came. And then it came, and Tracy, we saw some good American performances early on before we got to the evening session, but a good start for the Americans. Yes, Stevie Johnson looked well, but before we talk about any more tennis, Rob, I want to say... Welcome to the Tennis Channel family. It's a big deal, right? It is. It's great to be here. Lifelong tennis fan, lifelong fan of you, Tracy, as a player and a broadcaster. And, of course, saw you play many times at the U.S. Open as well. So great to be here. Great to be with all of you guys. It's great to have you. As we get the hardcore season underway. And uh, it's gotten off to a good start. Atlanta first-round action today. And we saw Stevie Johnson, the American, get off to a good start in his hardcore season against uh, Alexi Poprin. Yeah, and this was just a a serving contest in the opening set. They were barely losing points on serve. Both have such huge serves, but this was a really critical moment in the tiebreak. We expected the tiebreak. Hopperin seemed to be in control at this point and then just dumps the backhand volley into the net, and it was that one mini break. We talk about the small margins that made the difference, and it was Stevie Johnson who was able to get across the finish line in that opening set. It really seemed to boost his confidence because in the second set, he started reading the serve of Poprin a little better, started really knocking down some of those backhand returns better with depth and finishing points off the net. So he got that break and then finished it off beautifully with an ace. This will help Stevie a lot to build some special confidence. All right. Earlier in the day, we saw Lloyd Harris and Jordan Thompson. Thompson, the Australian, against Harris from South Africa. Jan Mike. 
a good match here for Thompson. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Lloyd Harris looked so good early in this in this match and had some set points in the first set there. But Thompson just wouldn't go away. One of those players that always continues to fight throughout his matches and had a great first set tiebreaker. Lloyd Harris then kind of found his range in the second set and really started firing the ground strokes. The backhand, which was a little bit of a plague for him in the first set, especially at the end of the first set, finding its mark there and played a great second set. But again, Thompson just starting to play so well. Look at this. Just reading the court so well. His good footwork and momentum there, kind of carrying him through that one, getting the break, getting a couple of breaks, in fact, in this third set. Finishing off with a good passing shot here. Good one for Jordan Thompson to get through. He played well. And Tracy, another American down in Atlanta, Bjorn Frantangelo, a qualifier against Andrea Seppi. Yeah, and being a qualifier oftentimes can be really helpful. You're used to the conditions, you're used to the heat, and Bjorn in the far side using some of his crafty play and measures this lob perfectly on set point. A brilliant lob to take down that first set, and he continued with his solid play. Now it's Frantangelo in the near court with good feel, but too good from the veteran Seppi. He's been around a long time. He's from Italy. He's a really tough guy to take down because he gets a lot of balls back in play. And I love how measured Bjorn was. He's so good at opening up the court with angles, hit with incredible depth and accuracy. So for the qualifier, now into the second round, great job from Bjorn. All right, we take a look at our Cadillac order of play for Tuesday in Atlanta. We see a lot of American flags on the board there. John Isner, who's won this tournament five times, will be in action against fellow American J.J. Wolf. And then the primetime matchup, at least that we think it will be the primetime matchup based on weather, Kevin Anderson and Nick Kyrgios, that's one to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to see a lot of big serves, sort of like the query match that we were just seeing before the rain came. A lot of big serves in that match out there. In fact, I think we might see a couple of tiebreakers. Tracy, you wouldn't be surprised to see that. I would suspect the same. <laughs> and great to see J.J. Wolf back. J.J. Wolf is a young American who's been out for about eight months with injury at abdominal surgery. So great to see him. And then Brandon Nakashima, who's on the rise, only 19 years old. All right. Well, you had a chance to uh, cover the Hall of Fame ceremony not too long ago. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the inductees to that tennis Hall of Fame. There's Conchita Martinez, Goran Ivanisevic. We'll talk about some Hall of Fame journeys when we come back. Tennis Channel Live is presented by Fidelity Wealth Management. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Well, it was a star-studded event, as always, in Newport as the International Tennis Hall of Fame inducted a new class of entrants. The original nine WTA tour, back then the Virginia Slims tour entrance, that was Billie Jean King we saw, and seven of the nine were on hand to receive that. Then Goran Ivanisevic, along with Conchita Martinez, headlined that group of 
new inductees into the Hall of Fame. There you see Conchina Martinez. She, of course, won the 94 Wimbledon title. Goran Ivanisevic, the 01 Wimbledon title. And that original nine, we'll talk about them in just a minute, the breakaway women who really changed the game of tennis, along with Dennis Vandermeer, the coach and teacher. And, of course, Jan Mike, when we talk about Goran Ivanisevic, we really have to talk about that that Wimbledon title he won as we talk about the Fidelity Hall of Fame. That was really his big career moment and the one I think he'll be most remembered for. It was, and he was the guy that even though, you know, you, being an American myself, rooting for the Americans to do well, he was that guy you're sort of rooting for. He was a nice guy. I practiced with him often. A man of few words, but always kind and, and a fun guy to practice with on the court. We didn't actually ever play on tour, but you know, seeing him out there almost doing it, almost doing it, and finally getting through that. So he, easy guy to, to root for there and uh, certainly a well-earned um, opportunity. Absolutely. The, our Hall of Fame journeys presented by Fidelity, and you know a little bit about Hall of Fame journeys. Tracy, what stood out to you from that group of uh, new inductees? Well, Conchita Martinez, she had such incredible longevity and consistency. She seemed to be in the top ten for you know eight to ten years and always seemed to be the contender, not the favorite, but it all changed in 1994. She took out Martina Navratilova. Navratilova had won the title nine times at Wimbledon. It was a tight three-setter, and the one shot that I remember from Conchita Martinez, her backhand passing shot, she seemed to be able to hit that at will. She was in the finals of a couple other majors as well. Uh, five Fed Cup titles for Spain, three medals in the Olympics, got to number t- as high as number two. So without a doubt, Conchita well-deserved into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And Goran Ivanisevic, we talked about him a bit, but Conchita Martinez, again, you know, someone who that one title really can make a difference in your Hall of Fame credentials. It certainly did, but you can't even cut her short. She's, she's a great coach now as well. She's done so much for the sport. Fantastic, wonderful human being. I've gotten to know her pretty well. Look forward to seeing her um, usually at the U.S. Open every year or sometimes, uh, you know, in between those times and uh, just a great person. So, so well earned. Yeah, you know, you really make a good point with uh, Muguruza right now, and she really helped Muguruza get across the finish line to win her Wimbledon title. And with Goran Ivanisevic, it's the same thing, his coaching. He helped Chilich win the U.S. Open. I think it was back in 2014. Um, and then he's also now working with Djokovic. So they've, they've really covered it all. They're using their brain power on the court for themselves to win titles, but then as coaches as well. Absolutely. It's almost like a coaching tree in a way, right? <laughs> you win, and then it's also the guys you coach or the goals Pass you coach. On. Exactly. Pass on the knowledge. So, all right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on. Of course, we see you here. They're trying to dry the court, so this could be good news. Play suspended right now. Sam Crary. Hoping to get back on the court. He won the first set. We'll see if he gets another shot at the court tonight in Atlanta. And welcome back to TC Live, presented by Fidelity. And Tracy, a big win for Danielle Collins in Palermo. It really is. This is Danielle Collins on the far side. Just listen. Listen to that scream. That is her first WTA title. It means so much to the 26-year-old. She had surgery in the spring and missed a lot of that time. And now this is her third tournament in a row on clay after Wimbledon. She's really putting in the hard yards, really proud of her. That's not easy after Wimbledon to stay over in Europe. And each week she played better. She She did better each week, quarters and semis, then won the title. I tell you, that's excellent. On clay, that's even more difficult on the slow red clay. So her ranking's going to rise. Her confidence is going to rise. And kudos to Danielle. First title. Yeah, absolutely. Putting that hard work in, she's known for working hard on the tour and really just staying over there is not easy at all. 
and, and understanding that that's going to help her game and, you know, coming back from an injury like that is uh, admirable. So well done. Well deserved. Let's take a look at what's going on in the world of social media as we uh, check in on what's happening around tennis. And Dominic Team, of course, a big story right now. He's been dealing with injury issues himself. We've got to take a look at him here practicing Jan Mike. And this is not his game. He's hitting one hand on both sides. <laughs> yeah, he is. Look at that one-handed backhand, left-handed. Not too bad at all, actually, right there. Dominic Team, though, you know, known for working hard on the tour He's not going to stop doing that. He wants to stay in the tip-top shape that he possibly can. And, you know, hitting some left-handed shots, Tracy, not a bad idea to keep the, keep the rhythm out there. This is ultra-professional. Uh, you know, he's got the right wrist braced right there because he has that wrist injury. But look at the footwork. He can still keep in shape with the lower body. How about that backhand? I mean, that backhand, some cup players could learn the, the stroke technique from that backhand. He brushes up beautifully, long follow-through. <laughs> And he, once his wrist heals, he's going to be ready. He's going to be ready to go. So he's, uh, will he make the U.S. Open? That, to me, is a little bit doubtful because it's right around the corner and he's still going to need time to, to get that, that right hand strong. But I love this. I like that backhand volley. How about the footwork? Everybody can improve their footwork, right, Jan Mike? Absolutely. It just shows, really, I mean, you, you, you can't play your full game, but you can still practice, right? And so you do what you can. Tracy, you mentioned, you know, hitting balls out of a chair at one point, right? When you were injured, just trying to keep your touch. Yeah, you see the splint. I bet he beats, you know, what, 90% of the club players with the, the top spin on the <laughs> forehand and, and, and the backhand also. Well, he's uh, doing a little dancing, but not like Gael Monfils, <laughs> who is really doing some dancing here. Monfils, of course, at his wedding reception, and he's having a pretty good time, I think it's fair to say. I think you can say he still has some pretty good hops, huh? He's excited <laughs> that he got married to Alina Spitalina. That's what he's so excited Absolutely. about. As he should be. As he, I wonder if his coach is looking at that sort of grimacing like this isn't going to end well. These, some of these moves look like they could be dangerous. And by the way, we've got to say that Svitolina on social media, she's changed her name to Monfils. But when she plays tennis, she's now told us that she still wants to be Svitolina. That makes it easier on us, Tracy. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> she says she wants to celebrate her achievements and her dad would be disappointed if she didn't keep the Svitolina name. I think that makes a lot Fair of enough. sense. Take a look at what's coming up ahead of us on Tuesday here on the Tennis Channel. And there's another tournament going on over in Kitzbühel, Austria. They're playing on the clay. We'll get started with live coverage there at 5 a.m. Eastern time. And then we'll head to Atlanta for the day session on the hard courts at the ATP event there. Then the night session. And then, of course, we'll be right back here with Tennis Channel Live. But we hope to get in some more tennis tonight. If the courts will dry out, come back. Join us here at TC Live in a minute. They're playing on the clay in Kitzbühel and Louis Pui against Pedro Martinez, Tracy. Jan Mike. Yeah, Martinez actually, you know, played well in that first set, a little too well. But Lucas, Lucas, Luki, Luca Pui, as he goes by now, I thought it was Lucas, but really playing a good second set, showing some form of old and finding a way back into this match. Tentative fist pump. <laughs> But in the third set, Martinez really staying solid. The set pretty close. Some good footwork to get around that ball. Big forehand to finish that point off. Martinez took quite a few match points. But in the end, had the answer to get through this match in three sets. Also on the clay, Vesely and Gulbis. 
Robus in the near court in the red shirt. And he's been around for a long time trying to get his ranking back up. But Vesely seemed to have all the tricks up his sleeve. He's the lefty now in the near court. Just so solid on clay. Really talented, very skillful all-court game. He's really had some big wins over the years and pretty straightforward in that opening set and it became even easier for Vesely. Look how far back he is, just defending, making Golbus try to hit through him. Golbus couldn't get around him. Vesely seemed to have all of the answers. Look at this, lots of slice on that one. Good move from Vesely and he's excited. He gets through in straight sets. So Vesely through there, four and one. And here's coming up. Here's what's coming up Tuesday in Kidsfield. You see Holger Roon, the Dane, will be leading things off. And then Carlos Alcaraz, an up-and-coming Spaniard, will be the top player at the end of the day. Yeah, he's an exciting young player on tour. Just coming off his first title last week. So much up from him. We're going to see a lot of good tennis over the years, especially on the clay, Tracy. Have you seen a few of his matches? I have. He is so exciting. He's one of those players you say, okay, it's not when, it's not if, it's when. Because he has such a huge game, and he's only 18 years old, works with Juan Carlos Ferrero, former world number one. The physicality of Alcaraz at 18 is already extremely exciting. Absolutely. He's so focused on the court. It is is really fun to watch him play if you haven't tuned in. All right, Jan, Mike, you, you you may get some live tennis coming up here as they have drive the court. They're getting the net ready to go, and it looks like we will have some more live tennis from Atlanta coming up soon as Sam Query will get back out up one set, but we'll be back with more TC Live after this. And of course, there's a little thing called the Olympics going on in Tokyo right now. The tennis underway, and Tracy, not a good start for the U.S. women in singles. Jennifer Brady, Allison Risk, and Jessica Pagula all out of the Olympic singles tournament. Of course, Coco Golf withdrew before the tournament with COVID-19. Tracy, how disappointing uh, is it, you think, for these ladies to travel all the way over to Tokyo, long trip, and uh, get bounced pretty quickly? Yeah, I think it's really disappointing. Jen Brady's been injured. She hasn't played since Roland Garros, a tough opening round match against Georgie. That was straight sets. And for Pagula, it was a little surprising to me against Benchich. She lost in straight sets. But we know Benchich. I mean, she's been top five in the world before. Um, Allison Risk actually lost to Buzarnescu, 6-4 in the third. So she actually went the deepest in the opening round. But you, you, And then, obviously, Coco, so young, but got COVID-19 right before she was ready to get set to, to go to Tokyo. So... A little disappointing on, on the women's side. On the men's side, there's a, a couple men still in, Tiafo and Marcus Giron. Uh, so the men have a, a couple of chances. Yeah, a glimmer of hope on that side. I think that they have their work cut out for them for sure. But um, anything can happen there. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll have some more good matches. But uh, it's disappointing that the, that the women went down and so early. I thought that, that we had some really good players in the draw. It was always, always unfortunate, too, that Kennan didn't play. We had some opportunity really to go and shine there. It's not to be this year, but uh, still, good effort. How tough do you think it'll be for them now to sort of quickly turn the focus, right, to the hardcore season here in the United States? Of course, their, their national tournament for the American women coming up, the U.S. Open. they got to turn the page very quickly away from that Olympic disappointment and start getting focused on getting ready. Yeah, I mean, there's so much been going on. The protocols in Tokyo are so strict. So I think that takes a, a, a lot of, it gives the players a lot of fatigue as well because um, there's just no freedom. But I think they're professional. They, 
Olympics are on, on hard courts. They've had that disappointment. They'll come home now to the United States and, and look forward to this season. That's where the American players start to really shine. They play at home. They'll have full crowds at the U.S. Open. I think all of them play well on the surface, uh, you know, the hard court surface. So hopefully they'll, they'll start to have some really good results. And still one medal hope for the American women, Bethany Maddox-Sands. Still in the doubles tournament. Yes, and Bethany got a couple of medals. I think it was in doubles, definitely in mixed in Rio. And uh, she's usually good for, good for a medal. She's playing with uh, Jess Pagula. Absolutely. And nobody bounces back quicker than a tennis player. You know, you go every week and most players are, are losing. You know, so you have one winner. So you expect to have some, those losses. They, you, you deal with it and you go on to the next event. All right, Jan, Mike, you've been calling matches from Atlanta where we hope to have some more tennis. Tonight we've got uh, the Tuesday lineup as this is the Cadillac order of play for tomorrow. It starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. A lot of American flags. Dennis Kudlow will lead things off. Taylor Fritz and then John Isner, who has dominated this tournament. He's won five times. He'll be facing fellow American J.J. Wolf. Then the nightcap, I'm looking forward to Kevin Anderson and Nick Kyrgios. And the one match that we don't see on the, the list right here is Jack Sock. Jack Sock is on his way back. And, and Jan Michael, we saw him before in the top 10 in the world. And then his ranking has just plummeted. He's ranked about 200 201 now. 201 right now for Jack Sock. Which doesn't seem yep. appropriate for a guy who is so athletic, has such a big serve, a monstrous forehand. So I'm hoping that he keeps staying fit. You know, he's had so many injuries. And he's able to get his ranking back up and, and become a threat again. Yeah, for me, it's always been, well, he ha- he's had those injuries, so that just set him back. You know, winning the Masters Series in Paris was a huge result for him and coming through and getting that done and then being the top 10, that was amazing. Uh, the pressure was on and, and, you know, part of the thing was how hard does he want to work and practice to get even better? I think he's been putting that work in. He's been playing the tougher tournaments, been playing challengers, going out there and getting, getting it done. And uh, it's great to see him have a wild card. Hopefully he can make something of it. Yeah, and last week in Newport, he won the doubles. Remember that, that old question, who's the best doubles team? And it was John McEnroe and his partner. It seems to be Jack Sock and his partner. I think it is <laughs> he, pretty he, much Jack Sock and his partner right now. He won with Will right Bloomberg, and Will Bloomberg went five years to North Carolina, so he's just getting out of college. He definitely was one of the best college players uh, the whole time that he played at North Carolina. But I think his doubles ranking was around 1,000, and he comes out and wins Newport with Jack. So phenomenal. Really Another exciting. player we saw on that board, Brandon Nakashima, the American. He just won down in Cabo, and so he's got some momentum. What do you look for from him now in Atlanta? Well, he's got the return of the great American backhand. He's got such a great backhand. He returns, serves so well, moves so well, sees the court well. He's a great tactician, so I think that it's a well-deserved opportunity. He's got a special exempt in the event this year, mm-hmm. and so he'll definitely make something of that. He's very confident right now, so it's good to see that. Yeah, Nakashima got that special exempt by losing in the finals to Cam Nori, and you know I've watched Brandon Nakashima being from Southern California from the age of 16, and he's so even-keeled. He's very calm on court. He's got big weapons. He's gotten stronger physically, but he just has the ability to play the big points. You know how you see some young players who seem to know this is an important point and able to raise the level of their game? That's what Brandon is able to do. So he has an extremely bright future. Just tough to read out there. So you don't know, sometimes you don't know if he's winning or losing. Right. And that can be actually a good thing on the court because it's, it's as, as his opponent, it must, must be difficult. So what's this guy thinking? Yeah. Yeah. It's unaffected. He's from just down the road from here, down in San Diego. So, Jan, Mike, looks like you're going to have some tennis to call as uh, they're getting ready to play. Sam Query up a set at the Atlanta Open. He'll be taken back to the court for set number two as we get set for more live tennis. This has been TC Live, and we'll head back to Atlanta in a minute. 